Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Hallelujah. 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 I believe God has been using this year for us to give ourselves away. Some of us have been wrestling with giving ourselves away to him. So God has had to strip us of much of what we thought was keeping us but God says I'm the only one that can keep you we give ourselves away this morning hallelujah some people their behavior makes it seems like they've given themselves over to a political party more so than God some people's behavior in this year seems like they've given themselves more to their profession more so than God. Even some of us, our behavior seems like we've given ourselves more so over to our parents more than God. But if you can declare that you give yourselves away this morning, somebody just speak that in the atmosphere. Lord, I give myself away. God, no more wrestling, no more fighting. God, I give myself, all of me I give to you. We give ourselves away. Thank you, God, for such a sweet presence in this place. Somebody need to put that in the comment box. I give myself away. Hallelujah. So grateful for the worshipers here this morning. So grateful for our musicians ushering in the presence of the Lord. So grateful for you who are watching. I want you to go to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. I was there last week and I want to stay in that vein this week. But I want us to go to verse 26b. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26b. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. Do me a favor. If you're watching, just press share. Tag a man. Tell a man. Invite a man to join us this morning. It's not just not for the men, but I believe this is a critical sermon for women as well. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26b. The Bible declares, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth. Oh, that's good news. And over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Let me read that again. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject this morning. Men called to lead. Men called to lead. I talked about on last week, I talked about men in his likeness. But this morning, I want to talk about men called to lead. Men weren't simply created with the ability to lead, 
but we've been commanded and called by God to lead. Therefore, as men, if we're failing to lead in some capacity in our lives, then we fail to live up to what God has created us to do. Lead, lead, lead. It's important to note that leadership has been given as a mantle to men. That's Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 13 through 15. Leadership is also a mandate of men. That's Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 13. And leadership, watch this, is even a ministry of men. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. So hear this. There's no need to be compelled to do a thing when we've been called to a thing. In other words, I don't need to be encouraged to lead because as men, we're expected to lead. We've got too many men waiting to be encouraged to lead, but God says you're expected to lead. It's It's a calling. And herein lies the problem with many men to include the men of God. And I want to say that all of us are guilty. We've given them too many excuses when they fail to lead as God has called them. Many of us, we say things, if somebody would just pour into them, they would lead. If, if, if somebody would just push them, they would lead. If somebody would just give them a position, they would lead. But the devil is a lie. We don't need a pour. We don't need a push. And we don't need a position because we've been purposed to lead. I don't need nobody pushing me. I don't need nobody pouring into me. I don't even need a position because God has purposed us as men to lead. Because the circumstance, watch this, does not dictate the calling, but the calling dictates the circumstance. I don't have to have the right environment for me to lead because my calling dictates the circumstance. This is why Romans eleven twenty nine 29 declares, for the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. Men have been called to lead and that call cannot be canceled. That's good news to me. Yet the struggle with men, especially the men of God, is that many of us have reservations when it comes to leading. Many of us have, have even refused to lead altogether leaving their calling to lead unfulfilled. If, if you're a man and you're watching and you're not leading in some area of your life, you have a calling over your life that has been unfulfilled. Because whatever, watch this, and I believe many of the reasons why men struggle to lead is because what the enemy can't deny, he will always attempt to distract or discourage. He's distracting many men from leading and he's discouraging many men from leading because he cannot deny your call. The enemy has distracted too many men from their calling. The enemy has discouraged too many men from their calling to lead. Yet we cannot allow the enemy to distract and discourage us from our calling to lead because our leadership is necessary in the making of a man. If I want to be made into this man, and for those of y'all, this y'all first Sunday in men's month, we're, we're, we're on this theme called the making of a man. And if I want to be made into a man, I've got to lead. If it's a man watching, I want you to put that in the comment box. I have to lead. Therefore, this morning, I want to reveal how we avoid the device of the enemy that negates our calling to lead. And hear this even more. I want to reveal the weight of leadership, the W-E-I-G-H-T of leadership, so we don't, we don't wait to lead, W-A-I-T. Many of us are waiting to lead, but there's a weight on our life to lead, and God says, I need you to do this. Watch this now. Let's examine our text so that we can examine our calling to lead. Here's the first thing I want us to look at. Let's let's look at verse 26b again. 
the Bible, in the beginning, it says, let them, let them, let them. I want us to stop right there. Our directive to lead is divine. That means it's of God and from God. This is why our foundational text begins with the Lord saying, let them. This is not simply a declaration, but this is a directive. So when God gives directives, he's also detailed. God, God, don't, God don't give you directives without being detailed. My, my, my former pastor said it like this. God will never send you where he has not seen you. Uh, in other words, we lead on assignment. Here, so here's my first point. We lead on assignment. We lead on assignment. Somebody put that in the comment box. We lead on assignment. God has areas of leadership that have been assigned to our lives. I know you think you don't have enough education, but God says there's an assignment for you to leave. I know you feel like you don't have a lot of influence, but God says there's an assignment for you to leave. So our prayer as men should be, Lord, send us where we've been assigned to leave. Uh, many of us, the reason we ain't lead, been in a place of leadership because we've not asked God to send us where we've been assigned to lead. He, he's got to send us. He's got to send us. So maybe the reason, watch this, that you're struggling to lead as a man is that you aren't where God has, uh, has sent you. Uh, stay with me. We may not like this, but the reason you can't lead in your marriage may be because God never assigned you to that marriage. Ooh, y'all don't like that. The reason you're struggling in that marriage, maybe God ain't send you there. The reason you can't lead in that ministry, maybe God didn't send you to that ministry. And maybe the reason you can't lead in that movement, God did not send you to that movement. Many of us are in places where God did not send us. Because you can't lead in a place where God has never led you to. Many of us have led ourselves. That marriage, you led yourself to that. God didn't send you that ministry. You led yourself to that because my friends go there. I think I'm going to go there too. No, you need God to send you. Somebody say, God, send me, send me, send me. Some of us may just need to change addresses. Some men on, that's watching need to change addresses because the only address you need is where you've been assigned. Ah, sent by God. Watch this. Moses was sent to deliver the children of Israel. He was on assignment. David was sent to lead the children of Israel. He was on assignment. And Jesus was sent to save the lost sheep of Israel. He was on assignment. Somebody needs to say, send us, Lord. Hear this. For the man that may be saying, I don't know where God is sending me. I, I'm not that deep, Pastor Keith. I don't hear from him like you do. Well, watch this. Psalm 37, 23 reveals that your sanctification in God will send you. The Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Maybe God will send you when your behind wants to be sanctified. Proverbs 16, 3 says that your service for God will send you. The Bible says commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Stop serving the enemy and start serving God. And the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 reveals that your submission to God will send you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and watch this. He shall direct your path. Many of y'all ain't submitted to nobody, let alone God, and God can't send you. I want God to send me. So don't ask the Lord to send you unless you're prepared, watch this, to be sanctified, to serve him, and to submit to the Lord. You got too many men that want to lead, that want to do this and that, but you don't want to be sanctified, and God can't send you. 
You don't want to serve and God can't sing. You don't want to submit to him because you want to do it your way and no other way. Well, God won't send you. We're declaring God send me, but he wants you to be sanctified. He wants you to serve. He wants you to be submitted because you will never fulfill your call to lead until you yield to being sent. And I want to, I want to change this notion. You don't have to hear God. I, in, in, in other words, I, didn't, I don't have to be prophetic. I just need to heed God. H-E-E-D. His word. Because watch this. Your obedience to his word will send you where you've been ordained to lead. You ain't got to be prophetic. You ain't got to have no prophet speaking into your life. You ain't got to lay before the Lord 40 days and 40 nights to know what God is trying to send you. God says, you know why they, the old saints used to say, order my steps in your word, dear Lord. We need to start singing songs like that because as soon as you start obeying the word, God will send you where you need to go. It was not until I yielded myself to God's word that every step that God was taking me on was now ordered by him. You ain't got to be that deep. Somebody say, I just got to be obedient. Ah, as men, watch this, your obedience to his word will always send you to your assigned place. As we attempt to walk into our calling to lead, we must be reminded that our leadership requires an assignment. And that assignment requires our leadership because we lead on assignment. So my first point is, is that we got to lead on assignment, lead on assignment. Now, now, let's look at the next portion of the text. The Bible says, have dominion, have dominion. Ladies, stop getting a man that don't want to lead, all right? We need men that lead, all right? We lead with authority. Here's the other thing. We lead with authority. The good news is when God gives men an assignment to lead Authority always accompanies that assignment. That's good news, y'all. Y'all know why I ain't got to try to try to show them that I'm important, that I'm smart. Whenever God gives you an assignment, authority always accompanies that assignment. I don't have to fight for leadership. Right? This is why after God directs man in our foundational text, watch what he says. He gives us dominion. He says, have dominion over. In other words, God is the one that empowers you to lead. And here's one of the reasons that men struggle to lead even in the areas that God has given them assignments. Because watch this, many of us, God can tell, tell us, Pastor Keith, I need you to do this, I need you to do that. But many times we don't step forth and lead because we feel insignificant. We feel ill-equipped. And we feel incapable of leading what God has called them to lead. Somebody better ask Moses. I'm, I'm not a man. with my, I, I can't speak with great clarity, God. And God says, because I've given you the assignment, I've also given you the authority. Ah, he's given me authority. Ah, but there is no need to be, be dismayed when we've been given dominion. Some man watching needs to know you've been given dominion, authority. Consider what Paul declared in Ephesians 3 and 7. This is Ephesians chapter 3, verse 7. Write this down. Uh, somebody put this in the comment box so they can come back and look at it. The Bible says, of which I became a minister according to the gift of grace of God. Watch this. Given to me by the effective working of his power. So that means your purpose to lead is not manifested until God gives you power. Woo. You can't lead in your own power. God has to give it to you. But the good news is, is that as Paul declared, when purpose is revealed, power is also released. 
This ain't this just for this for somebody. This ain't even for a man. Somebody, once you know that God has purposed you to do a thing, know that God will also send and release power. Uh, so the problem is not that power is not released, is that men don't always recognize the power that they've been given. It's not that God has not bestowed power upon your life. You've just got to recognize it. We've been given authority because power is promised with your purpose to lead. Somebody needs to know that this morning. Uh, that, that means if God has purposed you to lead in your company, power is promised. If God has purposed you to lead in your church, power is promised. If God has purposed you to lead in your community, power is promised. You've been promised authority. Therefore, men, as God reveals our assignment, we must ask God to help us recognize our authority. This is why we've got to make sure that we posture ourselves in prayer. When God reveals our assignment, I've got to get on my knees and say, God, now let me recognize the power. God, God, this is why, watch this. In the book of Acts, the Bible, the, Jesus told the disciples, don't leave, wait here, tarry here until power is endued upon you. How many of us will go and jump into a thing before God releases his power? The reason you can't lead is because you never postured yourself long enough for God to release his power upon you. Oh, release your power, Lord, on your people. Uh, God gives you authority. And hear this. The good news is that God doesn't simply give us authority to accomplish our assignment. He gives us authority so that we can do abundantly in our assignment. God is not the God of mediocre. Who somebody needs to know that this morning. This is how you know you're in the wrong assignment. If you're just getting by, if you're just um, trying to make it and, and things, you just got it done, or, or, or there's a level of lack, that's how you know that you're not in the place that God has assigned you to. Because where there's authority, he also sends abundance. You got too many, and I'm going to say this, and I'm, I'm not going to be mad, don't, don't get mad at me, but you got people pastoring that shouldn't be pastoring because there's no abundance attached to what they're leading. You've got people in ministries trying to get followers and nobody's following them. That's how you know you're in the wrong assignment. You can't be pastoring 17 years and still got seven to 10 members. God sends abundance. There, 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 there should be abundance. Ah, why? How do I know? I ain't just saying nothing. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. It says now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Watch this, according to the power, watch this, that works in us. There's a power in me that causes me to accomplish the assignment and also to do abundantly in the assignment. I'm going to give you an example. With this church has not met since March 22nd. That was our last service of this year. And I just asked our finance director to send us um, our finance. And this is just one portion as an example. And I prayed to God and I said, God, um, I, my desire is for us to exceed our budget from last year and what we brought in. And at this time this year, y'all got to hear me, we've already exceeded it. The year's not even to finish because God does abundantly. If he's established the power that worketh in me. Because when it's God's authority, 
we're also promised, watch this, his abundance. That means our inability to lead as men, hear this, if you're not leading as a man, you're denying your access to your promised abundance. There's a man that's denying their own abundance. I, I'm, I'm ill-equipped, God, you're denying your abundance. I'm incapable, God, because I don't have the resources, you're denying your abundance. Tell your neighbor, don't deny your abundance. The sad tragedy is that too many men lose out on their abundance because too many men are unwilling to lead. This is why we must be reminded as men that we're called to lead because we lead with authority. You don't do it to lord over nobody. But God, you ain't got to fight for it. You ain't got to try to ruffle no feathers to get it. God says, if I give you the assignment, authority will accompany you. Now let's look at the last portion of the text. And I'm going to be out your way. The Bible says over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over the, all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Watch this. This is why our leading is so significant. The impact of our leading never ends with us alone. But there are always lives attached to our leading. Stay with me. Notice what our foundational text says. The Bible says over all, the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, and why even this part, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Notice this, the text never emphasizes the person or the position because neither negates the impact of our leading on the people that are attached to us. The reason why men have to lead because we lead with attachments. That's my third point. We lead with attachments. Somebody's life is on the line as a result of my leadership. In, in other words, somebody's life is dependent on if we lead and how we lead. It, it's one thing to lead, but it's, it's another thing how you lead. That's why I said we got to lead in his likeness. Therefore, the critical question we must ask ourselves as men, is there someone that is suffering as a result of our leadership or better yet, our lack thereof. Somebody suffering. Is there somebody suffering? Because here's one of the saddest tragedies when men fail to lead. There's a family that suffers when men fail to lead. There are friends that suffer when men fail to lead. There are futures of children that suffer when men fail to lead. This is why 1 Corinthians 12, 26 declares, if one member suffers, all of the members suffer with it. Somebody needs to declare to the men in their lives, don't cause me to suffer. Somebody put that in the comment box. Don't cause me to suffer. Because I want you to hear this. Whatever man is watching, some of us, to include this pastor, are dealing with wounds from men that were unwilling to leave. I don't care how gifted you think I may be. I don't care how well you think I may be doing in life. There are many of us that are still trying to deal with wounds from men that fail to lead. Hear this. And what some men have masked as scared is really rooted in selfishness. Stay with me. Some men have said, I'm, I don't want to serve. I don't want to lead because I'm scared. But it's really selfishness. What am I trying to say? Men say things like this. I'm too scared that I won't be a good father. 
so I'm not going to be in that child's life. I'm too scared that I won't be a faithful husband, so I'll never commit to that woman. And they say things, these things so much so that they negate their responsibility to lead. Yet it's really selfishness because there are lives attached to us. I don't, you, you may not be married, but there's a life attached to you. You, you. you may not be a father now, but there's a life attached to you. Oh, if you're a man watching, say there's a life attached to me. Uh, our decision to be selfish has determined that somebody's life will suffer. The devil is a lie. Somebody, some man watching needs to say we repent, Lord, if we cause someone's life to suffer because we failed to lead. And hear this. Galatians 6 and 2 admonishes us to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Because somebody benefits from your leading. And don't be scared because God has given you authority. Don't be scared because God has given you authority. I've got, we've got too many children walking around here with wounds because somebody did not want to lead. This is why we must be reminded that, our, that we have attachments as we lead. And hear this. One of the greatest hindrances, I believe, to the kingdom of God is the apathy of men who've been called to lead. Men have this level of apathy, this, this disinterest in leading. They're lazy and not leaders. We've got too many men that are lazy and not leaders. I believe in even as women and children grieve over the lack of leadership of men, watch this, so does God. I told my wife, I don't know how single moms do it. We, me and my wife work hard to work as a cohesive team to raise our two children. And even that, there are days where we're tired there's days when we feel like they done won, y'all. I'm like, these kids done won. And I'm like, God, if it's difficult for us, how difficult could it be for the woman that's alone? Because a man failed to lead. They grieve, the children grieve, but so does God. Even more, watch this. Consider verse 28 of Genesis chapter 1. The Bible says, then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and even over every living thing that moves on the earth. After God reveals our assignment, after our authority to lead, and after we understand that there are attachments while we lead, he says this in verse 28. Be fruitful and multiply Feel the earth and subdue it. In other words, when men lead, we lead for advancement. Here's what I'm trying to say. God wants his image and his likeness to be advanced in the earth. And that is only accomplished when men lead as God has called them too. I, I want you to know, I believe one of the reasons why so many churches are divided as it is because God's image and his likeness is not advanced in the earth. 
we have the name Christian, but his likeness is not advanced. We've got the name and the title church on our doors, but his name and his likeness is not advanced. God says, I need my name and my likeness advanced. And this is only accomplished when men lead as God has called them to lead. I know you feel incapable, but God has called you to lead. I, I know you feel like, like you're, you're insignificant because you don't have all these resources, but the good news is God has given you authority with your assignment. God says we've got to be intentional about leaving his imprint on the earth. And if we're going to be intentional about leaving his imprint on the earth, We've got to be intentional about leading as men. I'm praying for the men this morning because we're not leading like we need to. Watch this. We love this. We, we, we've heard this cliche before. You can be in the home and not in the home. We've got too many men in the home but not representing his image and his likeness. You're not loving your wife like you should love her. And you're just in the home, but you're not in the home. You're, you're, you're not in your word like you, like, like you should be, so you're in the home, but not in the home. And his image and his likeness is not being advanced. No matter where God has called you, you must lead. No matter what God has called you to, you must lead. And no matter when God calls you to lead, you must lead. Because the advancement of God's image, his likeness, and better yet, his kingdom is dependent upon men who lead. We can be, we got somebody in the highest office of the land not reflecting his image and his likeness. And watch what's being advanced in the earth. It's not his kingdom, but it's the characteristics of the enemy. Let us pray. Father, we bless you. I pray for every man that's watching. And God, for the man that's not watching, God, I intercede for them. God, I pray, God, for the leadership of men. Women are grieving because men are not leading. Children are suffering because men are not leading. And God is grieving because men are not leading. Help us to lead, God. God, wherever they may find themselves, God, help them to be sent to their assignment. God, it begins with our sanctification. It begins, God, with our service, and it begins, God, with our submission to you. God, if we can do that, God, you'll send us, and God, we'll be able to lead, God, where you send us, for that is the place of our assignment. And God, when we get there, God, let us remove the spirit of shame off of us. Let us remove, God, this spirit of insignificance, our feeling incapable. For God, wherever you give us an assignment, you, a, authority also accompanies that assignment. That's good news, God. You've given some man dominion. God, I speak dominion over some man that's on this job that feels like people don't care or, or, or give them a, a level of significance. God calls them to know, God, they've been given dominion. For the man, God, that's trying to work two to three jobs to take care of their family. They don't feel like they're living up to that, to the standard. God, let them know, God, that you've given them dominion. You've given us the ability, God, to lead with authority. And God, we ain't got to lord it over them. 
God caused that man, God, that's speaking down to his wife to stop. God, God caused the man that's abusing their children for the sake of trying to show some level of authority to stop. But God give them godly authority. Well, God, they ain't got to fight for it, but they'll walk therein. And God, we thank you, God, that even after you've given us an assignment, God, even after you've given us a level of authority, let us know, God, that there are lives attached to our lives. God, the people of God are tired of suffering and dealing with wounds because of a man that did not want to leave. God, they don't live alone. They don't live in isolation, but they live with lives attached to them. Cause them to know, God, that there's a family depending on their leadership. God, cause them to know, God, that there are the future children depending on upon their leadership. God, there's a friend depending on their leadership. God, they'll lead with attachments. And God, ultimately, God, we want your image and your likeness to be advanced in the earth. Help us to lead, God, so your image, your likeness, and, and better yet, your kingdom might be advanced. God, your king, your, the prayer is your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that will only be accomplished when men get off their behinds and lead as you've called them to lead. So God, we repent every man that has failed to fulfill their calling to lead. And God, we'll get in the journey and we'll lead as you've called us to lead so that your kingdom might be advanced. And every heart that believes said thank God and amen. Do me a favor. The men, the men in your life those who are watching online, just begin to put them in the comment box and say God calls them to lead. Let's come in agreement concerning the men in our lives. Whoever they may be, there's an uncle that is strayed away from God. Put their name in the comment box and say God calls them to lead. And we'll go back over. Matter of fact, I'm going to pray over every man that you put in that comment box. God calls them to lead because we're tired of suffering. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a man that's watching who says, I want to be the leader that God has called me to be, but I don't have a relationship with the God who's called me. And God, the good news about God is God is always in the business of redeeming. I've heard one preacher say this, God gives revelation so that we, he might redeem. So all that's saying is that as soon as we understand that we're in a place where we're not in right standing with God, God says that's the right place where I can redeem you. He gives revelation to redeem. Somebody says, I want to be in right standing with God so that I can lead because my family is suffering. Lives that are attached to me are suffering because I'm not in right standing with God. If that's you, I want to pray for you. All you've got to declare is that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And not only that, but that Savior is Jesus Christ. And that I know he died for my sins. He was on the cross, but he got up in three days. And every sin that I've committed, he bore just for me. And then when I say that, I also say that he got up with all power. That means I want him to lord over my life with his power. If you can confess that with your mouth.
and believe that in your heart, you're saved. Let me pray for that man who says, I want to give my life to Christ. Father, we thank you. We thank you for that man who says, I've come to the end of me. I tried to do it on my own, but I realized I can't. I tried to lift my family up on my own, but I can't. And God, they're declaring this morning that they're in need of you. They're a savior, a sinner in need of a savior. So we thank you for that life now, we pray. They've confessed some stuff with their mouths this morning. God, that they need you, that they know you've died for their sins and that you got up with all power in your hands. And God, ultimately, God, they're saying this morning that they're ready to allow you to lord over their life. They, matter of fact, God, as we sung this morning, they give themselves away. And God, we thank you, God, for their, their giving of themselves this morning. And they're saved and in your hands. For your word declares anyone that the Father puts into your son's hand, the enemy cannot snatch away. So we thank you, God, for a salvation that is secure. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you made that declaration this morning, we'd love to be in touch with you. We want to walk, help you walk out your salvation. So do me a favor, email our church office at churchoffice at waytampabay.org. Somebody from our team will be in contact with you, and we'd love to help you walk out this journey. And somebody may be saying, I need, I need a church home. I've, I've never heard teaching like this. I've never heard it broke down in a way that I can understand and I can apply to my life. I saw them running around, but I had no clue why they were running around. But today I heard a word that I can walk out and walk out with joy and confidence. If that's you and you say you want to you come alongside this local flock, I'd love to be your shepherd. Send us an email as well to churchoffice at waytampabay.org. And somebody will be in touch with you from our new members team. And we'll talk about how you can be connected with us in this journey. Hey, I love each and every one of you. I'm going to have MIT Rondell come and take us further in this service. Stay encouraged and know that God's hand is still on us. This year has been difficult, but the good news, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. At this time, I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.